This is Jaunty Dr. Tar. This is Professor <laughs> Silly Wabbit Feather. <laughs> this is a good fly. This is your ever loving Dr. Head. Oh, and this is the blue fez. <laughs> and you are listening to. Well, this is Dr. Head Kids and inmates. And uh, today we're going to talk about something that probably does make us feel like kids in some ways. Uh, we're going to talk about cartoons, animation, anime, all those things that we grew up watching that we still perhaps watch. Flip books. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all those things that stand out that have uh, made us into the uh, ever-loving psychos you know and love. <laughs> so we'll be talking in broad strokes. Yes. Well, we're not going to be doing just just talking about prods, but yes, we should talk about prods. So, uh, today it's going to be a free will and discussion. Uh, so I hope you got your uh, free will and Franklin. On. That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, I know we have an, all, an awful lot of, to talk about. I think we all have a probably a, bringing a whole slate of exciting things to talk about. So, I'm going to hand this over to uh, the Blue Fez. Oh, and let you begin talking about a cartoon or two, or just your thoughts on some things that you grew up, or things that are important. Oh, uh, take it away, Fats. All right, so we're talking animation, right? Well, um, I could say I could probably start like a lot of people who grew up in the '70s. Uh, Looney Tunes was a big influence uh, growing up. Those classic Warner Brothers shorts, uh, I, I think a lot of those had to do with shaping my sense of humor as I was growing up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it was that, that in fact, I, I still, um, you know, I, I could still sit down and watch those and laugh just like I did when I was a kid. Um, they're so subversive. Uh, the humor is just wonderful. I, I you know, I, I could... Yeah, can't say enough good things about them. Um, I, I, you know, like other '70s kids, uh, grew up in the Saturday morning cartoon era. You know, where we, you know, get up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., grab your cereal, sit down in front of the TV, and watch till what 11 o'clock or something like that. 11 a.m. Yeah. And, and this is before. Yeah, and this is before the edit. You know, before they started taking, well, they started right. taking things out before, but. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I, I do remember, I remember, it wasn't too long ago, I remember watching a short, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, there's something missing from this. Track down the original watch, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I know why they cut this, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, if you notice, you don't see very much uh, Tex Avery stuff, or at least not a whole you know, cartoon anymore. I mean, it, you know, free wise, you, you have to, you have to hunt for him. I mean, but yeah, it's just kind of funny. And he's one of my favorites of it. <laughs> oh, Tex Avery. Yeah. And it, yeah. speaking of oh, subversive, yeah, his stuff was very, it's like just pushing that line there about what you could get away with. And some of those shorts were great. And, and go yeah. ahead. No, I was just that, that fourth wall thing that he always broke. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like the that, hair. Yeah. The hair. <laughs> that still cracks me up. But so so, those shorts were really not necessarily made for kids because they no, were no. shown at, at movie theaters where adults were going. 
Yes. It was only later that the kids kind of came into this when they showed them on TV. They, so the they, kids, yeah. you know, kids could appreciate the slapstick. You know, as a kid, I always liked the slapstick, but as I got older, I appreciated the dialogue. <laughs> humor. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's humor. That's what I you think, know. yeah, the whole timeless aspect of it. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't Bugs Bunny cross-dressing didn't get troubling for me until much later. <laughs> you know. <laughs> When you've like been conditioned by society to think that, that was wrong, is that what you're saying? Exactly, yeah. exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it. You know, as a kid, you just accepted it. You know, you knew yeah. what he was doing. He was dressing up, and he was, you know, he was going to get the best of Elmer Fudd or whoever, you know, the, or the two hillbillies. You know, when they're doing the square dance, which is may, maybe my favorite Bugs Bunny cartoon of all time. <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, that is good. Yeah, but, but but you know what's weird about it? He did it well. <laughs> yes. Sour Bella Trio. <laughs> well, there's uh and then there's the 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 classic trio of the duck rabbit duck uh, that they do with um uh, da uh, Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd and Daffy Duck, where the one where he comes up and he's just in the skirt and heels and <laughs> he's just That's like a good oh, yeah, it's a, oh, I would definitely love a duck dinner. And you're like, as a kid, you're howling at right. that because it's hilarious. And then as an adult, you're like, wow, really? Dad's feeling you're pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's and so I think for a lot of us, those those shorts kind of set up what, you know, what we thought was funny and, you know, kind of get us on the road. Um, but, you know, as, as I was growing up, you know, and it's funny because we talked a little bit, of, you know, in our pre-show here. Uh, you know, the, the, the Popeye cartoons, uh, Betty Boop, uh, the Fleischer Fleischer. brothers. I just, mm -hmm. I discovered those guys as I started getting older. Yeah. And if, if you haven't seen, um, there's a, there's a trio of Popeye cartoons there. I don't know if they're quite feature length, but they're longer than the usual ones that they're, they were done in full color. And the Fleischer brothers were experimenting with doing, um, three-dimensional sets yes. Yes. which yes. they would yeah. over and if if you see it it's just gorgeous and they did, it's it, like, they did it with betty boop too yeah groundbreaking stuff it's for that, the time it's that rolling or that circular set yes that 3d model in the background and they layer the cells oh oh right. walter lance you're talking yes, about walter. that talking about that might remember walter lance would come on the woody woodpecker show and show the behind the scenes stuff Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah Wasn't that cool? Yeah. And I saw that. That's where I first saw the, the, the round. That's why what's what made me think of it. Sorry. No, speaking yeah. Of, no, you know, speaking of Walter Lanzo in uh, Destination Moon, when he shows him the little uh film to get him to invest. Yes. You know, Woody, Woody, Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, so so we can jump from you know, and the Fleischers, you know, they 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 established a lot of stuff. That that yeah. carries over into animation today. I mean, we got. We're the talking first, early, yes. Yeah, oh, early stuff. Very early. Yeah, I mean, we got the first superhero cartoon with the the Superman yeah. series, which oh, which was, is gorgeous. I that, that's that's my favorite Superman. Oh I, yeah, and heavily influenced Batman the animated series by Bruce Tim. You know, in the in oh, the yeah. late eighties and early nineties. It's um, sumptuous to watch. Yeah, oh, the animation uh, is so uh, smooth and and beautiful. The lighting. And the, the colors, it's just, it's like watching a movie in a way. Yeah. It's so beautifully done and smooth. And, and But it looks uh, like the yeah. 40s. Oh, yes. yes. You know, oh, it, it has that, it has that streamlined that art deco, art deco yeah. look. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It stands out. Streamlined. It, I mean, the Fleischer, the, the, like, you know, the Popeye stuff that they did, again, that was all lush and, 
and even the black, especially the you know the early the black and white stuff, it was all black Detailing. and white. But yeah. it but the detail, yeah, and the shading and the re, it was so lovely to watch. I was never a big fan of Popeye. I watched him, but uh, it was yeah. I, could, I could not watch watch it because it was just so beautiful to see. Some but of the best animations. Yeah, yeah, those, it, those it, Supermans the, the are just amazing. But yeah, those are fun. Yeah, and um, it's funny because the cartoon actually, I think, in many ways, defined the character more than the comic strip. Uh, I mean, when we think of Popeye, I think everybody, when they think of it, they, they think of the cartoon and, and not the, you know, the old simple theater comic yeah. strip by, by yeah. Seeger. Because, um, you know, he was not the main character of that strip. And then they he, he gets introduced in a storyline and took over and everybody just loved him. And he then became the, the star and then the, the, car, the cartoons were created and it just, you know, pushed him far farther into, you know, cartoon stardom. So, and I think if I was going to talk about any, uh, any, anything else animated, I, I'm going to jump all the way at the other spectrum in current time. Uh, Jendi Tartakovsky and his work, um, Dexter's laboratory, uh, some of his Absolutely. work, on Powerpuff Girls, but, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Samurai Jack, especially oh, that, yeah. that yeah. last season that he did when he you know, was able to finally kind of close out the show was just beautiful. But I don't know if you guys have watched his latest effort, Primal. Has anybody watched that? That's awesome. No. Oh, it it's there. There aren't any words. There aren't any words. Technically, there's no like uh, dialogue in it. But it's it's this this like Neanderthal who sort of befriends a T Rex. And first thing I'm thinking of is like this is a Jack Kirby wet dream come true. Yeah, Commandy, um, Commandy, and yeah, and it's just it's his. Of course, his backgrounds are always just amazing, but it, it's it's great stuff, especially that last that last episode where it kind of goes off into left field and takes a little takes a little borrows a little bit of Planet of the Apes there, and I'm like, oh my god. Simeon Wizards, I, I, I'm I'm sold. I'm done. You've, you've got me in right there. I it was just it's the it's the great. So anything, uh, you know that uh, Tartakovsky did, I'm I'm a huge fan of because he's just he's got that attention to detail in the backgrounds, which I think is you know so important because you know many times we've seen a cartoon where you're like, you know, I I don't want to knock on Hanna Barbera. I mean they have their place, but you know they're you know, the joke about the oh it's the same background again, but. Um, you know, as you could tell that they they just kind of did what they could to get it done. But he Tartakovsky goes above and beyond to to really just put this whole thing together, which is just so beautiful to look at. Yeah, they weren't. He wasn't just cranking them out. No. Um, like Hanna Barbera had that studio and just you know. But, but I have a great fondness for Hanna Barbera, and I'll get you know to that. But I am a huge fan of the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, I I it was I think one of my nieces showed it to me and they loved all the action and i thought it was hysterical oh yeah the, the dialogue is so witty and so funny and so self-aware of this whole kind of 50s kitsch you know same and, with and, dexter's lab yeah, yeah wow. mojo jojo what uh, <laughs> yeah, mojo jojo exactly you can't do his voice you know and it was just it was brilliant writing you know the city of townsville like oh my god that that just shows you off the bat uh the the level of the fun that this was going to be and and it never disappointed i i adore that show yeah and the announcer you know that that old 50s announcer for the whole show itself was great you know Mm -hmm. totally what's up with him you know in those stiletto heels and (laughs) (laughs) yes 
<laughs> and talking all well, creepy. There, there we go. The influence of Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think some of that with him might be borrowed from some of the Japanese, you know, the anime. I don't know, and, but it's pretty creepy though. Well, there's a, there's a villain in in an anime called Gotcha Man, or it was in the states it was known as um, uh, Battle Battle of the Planets. Oh, Battle of yeah. Seven Battle of the Planets. Yeah, with with um, and the villain has this androgynous quality. It, they voice him with a male actor in the American version, but he's got these you know very kind of feminine lips. And in the Japanese version, the voice is more androgynous, almost almost feminine. So I and I. I think this is, and I've seen other villains like that in other 70s anime, and I'm wondering if that's where he kind of got that inspiration from. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Sure. Yeah, Battle but of the Planets is like, if you see the original like movie it was based off of, it's really violent, like super violent. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, I love those, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the oh, that that stupid robot or whatever it was? It was Seven Zark Seven. Yeah. Seven Zark Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's almost as stupid as a lion, though. Yeah, they had to put him in there to, to bookend the show and give it give a, excuse me, a grounding, you know, for something like that. They repurposed it again on MTV as G Force. Oh I think, yeah, I think it's how they referred themselves in the in the. Cartoon. Yeah, that, that was their that was their that was how they became like more powerful together. They would yell G Force. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they formed the Fiery Phoenix. You know, they each kind of had their own thing, and then they had that ship. And then they all got together and they transformed the uh, the the great sleek, you know, very cool looking blue ship into the fiery phoenix, you know, to defeat the villains. You know, they all had their own personalities. There was Tiny and uh, Kiops. I want to remember Mark and Jason and Princess. I yes. think if I'm remembering yes. all the characters. Yep. And it's, it's right. It's, yeah, and it keeps on coming back in iterations. Uh, gotcha Man. There's like five different anime series and a live action movie. You know, so it's a very popular anime still, um, you know, in Japan and, and in, around the world. Um, that was that I remember watching and, and just really liking that show. Yeah, I loved. Uh, I think at that same time was when they were also replaying Spider Man, uh, the Spider Man cartoon. That and um, Battle of the Planets. You'd come home and you'd uh, have just enough time to get off the bus, make your pop tarts, and run to the TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then watch. You know. Battle of the Planets, uh, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, whatever, that, that Spider-Man. 60s Spider-Man was a great series. Uh, you know, I mean, I watch it now and realize, my God, he spends so much time swinging through the city. <laughs> and realize <laughs> half the cartoon is him just swinging. <laughs> and there's not much animation. It's more like motion comic. Like, here's a panel and, like, one arm will move or something. It's not a whole lot of animation. But yeah. that was a seminal cartoon, like, maybe four years old. When yeah. I remember watching that show, you know, yeah, I love. I it remember though. the. Go ahead, man. I, I'm just saying, I loved it. You know. Do you have a particular villain that you liked? I've always liked um, Sandman, and I like Doctor mm-hmm. Octopus. Yeah, my favorite was the Rhino, and I remember where he was getting all this gold to make a big gold statue of himself. You know, <laughs> I need more gold. <laughs> <laughs> and that still stands out in my mind. So even when I saw. Paul Giamatti play him in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I just at first I thought more gold. I wanted like please bring that story back. Please bring the Rhino back. You know. Oh man, Feather. Uh, what about you, man? What uh, what kind of cartoons that have stood out and 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 just are, are important to you? 
Well, I can blast the spectrum here pretty far back. Um, it, I can go to the early. That's 50s. what she said. I can go to. The... Beat me I was to waiting it. Waiting on that. <laughs> I, I meant to pause. I'm sorry, Tar. My timing was off. That's what anyway. she said. <laughs> anyway, I I'll go back to uh, Captain Kangaroo and uh, Tom Terrific. Tom Terrific was a cartoon that was on Captain Kangaroo, and it was uh, this black and white, really strange comic. And I, I remember it for being kind of strange, and I was like very young, you know. Um, and I, but I just loved it. I loved that cartoon, and I loved. The, uh, I would go around singing the the little song that, you know, his little intro song all over the place, and people would look at me really strange. Um, <laughs> Uh, but at about the same time, or just a little bit later, I, I discovered I discovered that one first. And you know, Looney Tunes was a, a staple in my life. You know, early on because Looney Tunes has been around longer than all of us, and it was a staple from the time I can remember. But the other one that really uh, set set apart from all the others was uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh yeah. Now you were all talking about you know all of the uh, the the two level. Uh, cartoons and it was definitely a, a, a two-level cartoon it was for kids but it was definitely for adults too mm -hmm. the, the the writing was just brilliant um it, you know it, one of my favorite memories is edward e everett horton doing fractured fairy tales that i was just gonna say that's yeah. my favorite <laughs> and wow. but the whole show was just was absolutely and great and i think it influenced me a lot um but then to come up to up uh, and you guys hit on a little bit of it, but Adult Swim, almost every um, animation uh, cartoon it, that they would bring up just fascinated me. And, and I loved just most of them, uh, which also brings us to another modern was Archer. Yes, mm. Archer. And that's it, the it, one that's uh, it's a nice showcase. Adult Swim is just a nice showcase for yeah. a lot of stuff. And I'll bring up one other one just as a broad generalization, um, which we haven't talked about. Actually, two. Um, that's The Simpsons and South Park. Yes. The amazing amount of time those two shows have been on the air. Think about it. Yeah, Simpsons is what? Episode, what, 30, 32, 33 seasons now? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What's South Park up to? 22. 20, 22. Yeah, it'll yeah. be 22. it'll be twenty three August thirteenth. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to get to like the Simpsons and then suddenly say, "Well, the Simpsons did it first. The Simpsons did it." <laughs> now the only reason I know is because uh, South Park aired the day my son was born. Oh, cool. Uh, so you watched the episode that. and said, "Ah, it'll well, come out fine. We, we I'll watch this episode." We actually <laughs> saw a, a South Park park episode prior to it ever airing or, or being anything um one of uh, yeah, remember, uh yeah do you remember um chad milios the um, christmas huh. card yeah he, yes yeah he came back from mac hack one year and had us a, a cd with the very first episode they ever did on it and we all stood around a computer uh, yep. watching this thing just saying oh my god this is so wrong and so funny <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, think, I think that was the spirit of Christmas, wasn't it? Yes. And that was paper. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. One where they first had dildo, like like the first episode they had, don't be a dildo, Kyle, or something like that, or 
I remember that being the first episode I saw. And it might have been the very first episode. Yeah, what like, we saw was was pre show, you know, it was okay. the first thing that they really did like with uh, um, yeah, with it was their calling card, yeah, yeah, just... yeah. And but we were, yeah, we were sitting in the in the office in the conference room or wherever the heck we were, it, and it was it was just floored everybody. And yeah, I remember that, yeah. didn't it? That was, <laughs> no, <laughs> that was. Yeah, because I, I don't think we've seen anything like it. I mean, you know, no. we, we we had our teeth and when it came to like maybe gross out humor, you know, oh, Ren and Stimpy, you know, which I yeah. didn't mention, yeah. but so I figured somebody else will grab that one. But, you know, we were used to that. But this this was something different where I I remember we were just laughing hysterically at that. I was surprised that, that something like that would be on TV, you know, like having a, you know, it was just like so outrageous. And especially coming out of the mouths of kids, you know, it was just, <laughs> totally I, 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 yeah, I, totally I just watched it like, like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they were getting away from Tom Cruise doing all these things. You know? and, and it's, it, it's been fantastically cultural changing, you know, um, and especially the culture of TV and how TV has been censored. Nobody mm-hmm. has pushed the censorship like South Park and, and beat right. it got things right. through that you know you would never see before that's the you know there's the, a paradigm shift there um mm-hmm. and those guys are right at the cusp when, right some... when they had the episode with with the word shit in it you know and they had a counter how many times did they say the word yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and their, their, their production pipeline is so efficient that uh, they can literally turn on a dime and in, within two days have a new episode a revised yes. episode to to be with current events um, and ship that out to everybody. You know, I mean, that's that's one of the remarkable things. The other thing to note is that that first one that we saw was actually physical cutouts that yep. they, they yes, put together and right. took pictures of. It was nothing computer other than you know assembling it. You know, these pictures of the actual cutouts of these things. You can see the paper texture, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, to me, that's what was brilliant. You know, yeah. that they they gone to the time and the effort. <laughs> you know. And then, and then, I, you know, a little bit later on, I saw their their what's the movie that they did, the musical, Big Longer and Uncut, Can- or something Cannibal, like that. Cannibal. Yeah. No, no, no. Cannibal. What? The musical. Yeah, Cannibal the musical. You don't know that, head? No, I've not seen it. Oh, okay. I know the movie anyway, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Well, it was, yeah, it was their. Uh, I think it was their senior project or something, and then they went oh, ahead. Oh, okay. And then they they I think they expanded on it or something, and made it into a regular, you know, made it into a movie <laughs> later on. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I you know, and knowing, seeing that, and just seeing their their history, you know, they, those guys are at the top of my list of of just uh major influences well, funny story when, and just fucking funny yeah funny stories yeah. we watched the that bigger longer and uncut uh movie uh, for south park uh christmas eve with uh my grandmother um <laughs> well and she was she was kind of like starting her you know suffering from dementia and stuff but she was paying attention to that whole movie and she kept busting up laughing after every time uh, Robert Stack said, Jesus, jumped up Christ. <laughs> she would she would literally repeat. She'd go, ah, Jesus, jumped up Christ. <laughs> that, that's a very special South Park. That, well, it's one you of the know. best Christmas Eve's ever. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Going back a little bit to the to the dual layer or that very self-aware kind of cartoons did anyone ever watch roger ramjet no 
anyone familiar with that at all? Familiar, but never watched it. I, I, I found out about it only through Tim Bean, our wonderful friend Tim. And it was back when we, uh, I was going to grad school. We were living together, and uh, he had found it at, boy, he might have ordered it from some kind of, you know, video place where you could buy things that you couldn't find anywhere else. And it was really very much in the line of Rocky and Bullwinkle and the, and Powerpuff Girls. And that was really self-aware, dual layers of comedy, but really sharp, sharp wit. But it was more of a 60s take, um, kind of as far as the looks and the, the kinds of jokes, very much like Rocky Bullwinkle. So if you're a fan of Rocky Bullwinkle, I, you know, check out Roger Ramjet. I think you'll be very pleased with that. I've seen Rob, Roger Ramjet, yeah. Yeah, got well, that same kind of fun. What about um, so along with Rocky and Bullwinkle? I think the same people made um, Tennessee Tuxedo and yeah. Chumley, mm. um, which was pretty bizarre too. I mean, they had a lot of <laughs> cast of characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think uh, what was the other one that like you when you watch it as a kid, it's really cool. You watch it now and you go, "What the fuck is going on here?" And that is uh, <laughs> Underdog. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, who's essentially this? Uh, We've got Polly Pure, Brad. Yeah, yeah, he's a junkie, right? He's a junkie <laughs> who gets hyped up on meth, and then starts flying around the city. Um, do you guys remember the re- the revised version of that, or the the revisited by was it Ralph Bakshi or whatever on Saturday mornings that they ended up canceling because of some of the subject matter? No, so, so like no, pri- I knew what came back up. I'd never watched that. Yeah, it was like prior to South Park. He was really kind of pushing some subtle elements in there, and he, they just said, "Nope, <laughs> you are <laughs> done." Yeah, so it's Mr. Peabody. That was on Tennessee Tuxedo. I think that was one of the cartoons. Was that Mr. Peabody so. in German? Yeah, on the Wayback Machine. Well, no, that was uh, that was no, Bull, Roger. That, that was Bullwinkle. Was, yeah. was that? Oh, was it Rocky? Who is who okay, is Jizzle okay. Drazzle Drazzle Drom? Time for this, this one, one to, to go home. home. <laughs> what was that from? <laughs> what was that one from? I don't know that one. Yeah, no, that was it was Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, Doctor Tar, uh, what uh, what cartoons stand out? Well, you guys said it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Thanks oh, for come on. Out. Yeah. Good talk, Tar. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, why don't you why don't you talk about some other animation like not just like the Saturday morning cartoons or after school cartoons but like what are some of the animated movies that you think are awesome and influential? Well, I think they all are, but that's all right. That makes for really interesting podcasting. I know. <laughs> I you know I I grew up watching like the earliest memories the cartoons I remember watching were like Astro Boy and Speed Racer. You know, not realizing that they were both, you know, early anime. Yeah, Speed Racer. Speed Racer. I wanted to be Speed Racer. I used to play uh, Spritel and Chim Chim with my sister. Of course, she was always Chim Chim. (laughs) (laughs) I used to put little balls on her head and run around. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. So I'm like four years old running around, you know, (laughs) pretending I'm Spritel. And, uh, it's it's still it's still great and it's so violent. There's like so much gunplay and crashes that some of it was removed for the uh, you know American TV. But if you ever got a chance to watch the restored versions, but still um, the animation style is just the cars look so cool and there's a soft kind of lighting that gives it a sense of, like of realism that still is there for me. 
you know, Astro Boys a little earlier. It's almost on the cusp of, of my memories. I don't remember as much about it other than the design, you know, of the of the suit or the, you know, the Astro Boy itself. Yeah, with Speed Racer, I wanted to be Racer X. I always thought he was the coolest of, of all the characters on um, uh, on Speed Racer. Um, what, one of the cool things about anime and with, with Speed Racer was you, you didn't have, like, the greatest of animation, but they used, like, they animated uh, comic book techniques. So you'd have these lines that would just be flying around, you know what I mean, to show movement. Or they'd do this weird perspective kind of thing, you know, with the camera moving, like the camera was moving um, as they, you know, ran around or did did all kinds of stuff and it's funny because yeah i was the same way i I never realized that was um uh anime early anime Mm -hmm. and and i didn't realize it until probably 20 years later like i just never occurred to me because i hadn't seen it for so Mm -hmm. long and then you go back and you watch and you're like oh this is this is like battle of the planets this is anime yeah yeah and you look back at the history of anime it's definitely still one of the one of the most successful and beloved runs. I mean, the the movie notwithstanding, and I I have the newer cartoons are just kind of blow chunks. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's still something magical about Speed Racer and Pop Switch. Speed, you're driving too fast. You know, I mean, it just, <laughs> it, just I, it just gets me every time. You know, and some of the episodes I still remember when I see it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm four years old again. You know, and Spritel's mistaken for the prince who switches places with the with the prince and he has to drive in the little mini Grand Prix. I mean, it's like I have all these like flashbacks, flooding memories of like the first time I saw this and and I cared about the characters. I think that was part of it. It was the first time I remember really caring about a character in a cartoon, you know, and that, that's kind of manifested later on in, in, in a show called Star Blazers. I don't know if you guys have seen Star Blazers or not. Nope. No? Blue Fez? Uh, I know the title. Have not seen Oh. Tar Feather? Nope. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No one's seen Star Blazers. It's Japan. Uh, look, it was known as it, Space is it anime? Yeah, anime. Space that's Battle why I've not Model. seen it. Okay. Is it, it as good? Out. Is it is it this is it as good anime style as Ghost in the Machine? Ghost it's in a the Shell. Anime style. No, it's it's a different seven. animation. That's yeah. So I haven't seen it. I don't like that. Ghost in the anime. Shell. It was uh, came out in the seventies and spawned. It was like five movies and then it came uh, a, a, three different TV series, and it's an episodic of a series that with with strong continuity so three 26 episode story arcs so that was the first time you know i was like seventh grade or something when i was like 12 when i first saw it and i'd never seen a cartoon didn't know the word anime at the time i didn't had never seen a cartoon that had an, an ongoing storyline because every other cartoon it didn't matter what episode you were watching it was just you know 15 minutes of entertainment or a six minute short this was an ongoing story and allowed you to develop the characters and you know care about them and uh, yeah oh you guys you, I don't know if you'll enjoy it Feather but uh, it is it's a really compelling story at least to my 12 year old sensibilities I still find it compelling yeah I'm Literally. not knocking I'm not knocking the style I'm just saying it's a personal preference that mm-hmm. I don't like the style because it seemed to uh, to me it was it started uh, the down the downslide started with Hanna Barbera, and then was completed by by the the, the cheap ass anime that they put out. 
Uh, oh, now I didn't mean to say cheap ass. That's uh, although that is kind of what it is, you know. It's, well, I think, it's, but I mean, and here again, you, you and might, I, under, you might I understand the perception. Surprised. Well, I understand the perception because, like you said, I came at that way mm-hmm. later. And oh, sure. My sensibilities were not the same as a as a kid's sensibility. So I understand. Sure. I understand that. Whole, yeah. That's why I don't I don't knock it because you know obviously it has a lot of appeal to a lot of people. And you yeah. obviously like it a lot. I do. So I that, love it. It's it's one of my favorite good. series of all time. But there is something lovely to the animation. It, that was one of the things that struck me, especially during the battle sequences. The way when missiles are launched and they blow up, there's this kind of, it, it's like a, almost like a delayed yep. eruption <laughs> that kind I of balloons up. That's become very, very popular yes. in anime. I knew you exactly know. what you were going to say when you Ex- mentioned that. Exactly. See? <laughs> right. And that was the first time I remember ever seeing that. Now, it may not be the first show that ever did that, but that style, that that almost iconic look of, of explosions has been used for the last, you know, 45 years in anime. It's kind of a, it's a staple now. Um, but you might feather, you might enjoy Akira. I'm, well, you've seen Akira. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you can appreciate, you know, that's, that is maybe one of the m- most exquisitely done. Yeah. Anime. Well, so is Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Shell. It's Ghost in the Shell. I mean, Ghost in the Shell. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ghost, Ghost in the Machine is an album by the police, right? <laughs> but um yes ghost yes i'm sorry uh, i'm sorry ghost in the shell yeah right right Spirited away yes yeah. oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yep see see there see there is good anime Wait, which there. one was that Wait, which one did ghost you mention tar? spirited he said spirited away oh yeah yeah miyazaki yeah, yeah. miyazaki exactly mm-hmm. yeah there's a whole studio studio ghibli is that ghibli? is that how you pronounce it with with what 15 18 movies something like that in in that that he has done yeah i think he's got a new one coming out too coming up here pretty soon hey dr head uh what's your thought on lupin the third i have never seen it oh really yeah i have it i i have it i've never seen it i remember reading lupin in my french class and after that exposure i thought i'm not going to read another goddamn thing about this lupin character (laughs) but but i've never seen it so. Oh yeah, I, I ended up stumbling on the the anime. I think uh, I think it was a kid, maybe teenager, because they they were they had a series at that point. I think it was the third series in the seventies, and then I didn't. And I remember enjoying it because it, it you know it's the the son of the French thief uh, Arsène Lupin, and then the next exposure was Miyazaki's uh, Ca- uh, Castle of Cagliostro. And oh, okay. That was just wonderful, and then I, I fell back into the character. And that that as far as anime goes, that's my favorite series. That just kind okay. of over the top spy, you know, heist style. It just yeah. yeah, good stuff. Well, Airbender. Uh, what's the what is it? The Last Airbender or whatever it is. Have you ever seen those? No. Oh, they're so good. I mean, they're way the movie. I didn't think was that bad, but the the series is actually really good. My uh, son made me watch it when he was younger. And he goes, you'll like these. Watch them. And uh, we did. We watched the whole series. Um, the animation is actually really good. It's very stylized, um, and the story is awesome. I mean, it really just has a just a, a great epic story, you know, with with a little kid who's got all these powers, but he's still a little kid, you know, all that kind of stuff. You guys mentioned like Hanna Captain Barbera, Marvel. yeah, like Captain Marvel. You guys uh, mentioned Hanna Barbera, you know, and I know most people don't like them, but that's that was like my staple. And I think because the reason was that uh, they they were world building, like they literally had this whole universe 
uh, of characters that you could just kind of jump in and out of, uh, and then they crossed over with each other. And Looney they, Tunes model. Yeah, there was a Looney Tunes, but what Hanna-Barbera did differently um, was that they um, they had the franchise idea first, like their licensing and franchise just put them everywhere. Um, and if you think about it, they Scooby-Doo has been, I think, was on TV or was on since 1967 on Saturday morning, some form of Scooby-Doo for like almost 40 years. Yeah, true. Yeah. Scooby-Doo is a... It's a great, it's so much fun. The, the, the original series, anyway, I can still watch it anytime, day or night. It doesn't matter. Um, and just enjoy it, even though I've seen it a thousand times. Right. And, uh, it, but it, it, it harkens back. It keeps me in that mindset of a seven or eight year old, you know, discovering it for the first time. You know, the mystery, the, the horror elements that weren't too frightening, but, but the fact that you have a cartoon that has frights as part of it. Fuck old man Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll bring up a related Scooby-Doo uh, note here. Did anybody watch the episode of Supernatural where they went into the Scooby-Doo cartoon? Oh, no, I heard about it, though. No. Uh, if, if you, you know, Supernatural fan or not, whatever, it's probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in animation. Yeah, they, they encounter this cursed object that transports Sam and Dean into a Scooby-Doo cartoon. And it's one of the classic ones where they have to go to the mansion because Scooby is it been left in is in somebody's will. And things just go completely off the rails. Like people are actually getting killed and the Scooby gang have no idea how to handle this. It's it's really funny stuff. Wow. So uh, I think it's on Hulu. If you if you got that, check it out. It, it And not only that, it, it's it's very much a love letter to the Scooby-Doo cartoons. It, it's just great. Well, I think this could, super... I, could I add ascots? Yes. Yo, and they, they even have a joke in that about the ascot, which is, which is hilarious. Yeah. The, uh, I, I think, um, supernatural has been on for what, like 18 years or something like they have, yeah. like some ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, Finn, uh, my son was, uh, into it for a while and it's funny how it picked up. Like they really started getting a sense of humor after about two or three seasons. Um, and, uh, it's got, what is it? Jeffrey, is it Jeffrey Dean Morgan or whatever? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's the dad who dies in every series. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yeah. I'd love, I, I'd watch it if he played the comedian you know, in yeah. the series. Yeah. Oh, that'd well, be great. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's the, he's always the guy who dies. And I think it was like a bunch of TV shows. They started listing him off. Like he's, you know. He just dies and he's the dad. But I, I think uh, the, the thing that about Hanna-Barbera, which is interesting, is that they came from winning an Oscar for doing Tom and Jerry, right? So it was like one of the first uh, animated uh, Oscars that mm-hmm. was given out. Uh, and those uh, old Hanna-Barbera um, Tom and Jerry's are awesome. I mean, those are so good. Oh, yeah. And here's, here's a weird thing. Um, my favorite uh, Looney Tunes guy was Chuck Jones, right? Yeah. So, uh, loved everything about what he did, but when he did Tom and Jerry, I hated it. I still to this day, it, it, I'm like, it just feels like, you know, I don't know. Like, just wasn't it, the same. No, it's it wasn't. Right, it's not right for the characters. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it's what, not a right yeah. fit. Yeah, the uh, you know the Chuck Jones Museum is in Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, and I just visited it last summer, and it's amazing to see his real like his real drawings and paintings and cell paintings. It's the, all the stuff that he did. Um, and signed and all that kind of stuff. And then he had like extra other art that he did that wasn't just cartoon. Um, that was pretty amazing. 
Uh, and it's funny because I was there. I'm like, why is Chuck Jones Museum in Santa Fe? <laughs> and the lady goes, well, this is where he came when he was done working. He would. This is where he lived. You know, this is like his summer or whatever. Um, and he was big in the community. So he, you know, the his whole estate gave them all this artwork to create this museum. Yeah. And I think that's a one of the, you know, you go back to the Looney Tunes. It's one of the things that's very interesting is that we probably know half a dozen people uh, that were head animator head animators on those, like you know, we, Chuck mm-hmm. Jones. Uh, but what what were some of your guys' other people that you really liked their style of Looney Tunes, like some of the other animating uh, keyframe artists? I don't think I paid attention as a kid, honestly. You know, and it was never something. It was I knew I, when I saw the word, the name Chuck Jones. I remember him being associated with so many of the, of the golden age of Looney Tunes. You know, during that '50s and early '60s, there was that that what I think the best era of of those cartoons. Um, but I, I don't I don't think I paid attention otherwise. You know, oh. maybe in the '70s I could tell the quality was going down, especially when they went with Warner Brothers and I think maybe Seven Arts or something like that. They oh, they joined yeah. together and the cartoons became really cheap. They did a lot of Roadrunner and Coyote, which were not good. Roadrunner and Coyote, you know, and no, um, the, the studios were shutting down at that point, uh, and we just get the subpar product. They're they're terrible. Yeah, they're just yeah, it's just not good at all. It's like it's like the later episodes of or the newer episodes of SpongeBob versus like the first three or four seasons, which are really kind of lovely to look at, and now they just look so bright and garish and flat, you know, like depth wise, but but uh, just a, a, a pale comparison to what they used to look like. Well, you know, I think I used to be able to watch them and go, why are these all so different feeling? Like, you know what I mean? When I, mm-hmm. even when I was a kid. And so you, I started just watching at the beginning where they would have um, a signature of whoever was yeah. the, the producer. Oh. So that you started recognizing the s- signature. And there were three that I always looked for. One was Chuck Jones. That was always my favorite. Uh, close second was Tex Avery. And uh, Fritz Frilling, you know, I mean, those. Thank you. I was just going to yeah. mention him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, and just some of those, like, okay. So one of the, I think the, what is it? The, the symphony of Looney Tunes cartoons is when they actually do the uh, kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Elmer Fudd, right. Oh, the timing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. The timing. Man, every, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bloom Hill, you're so lovely. Yes, I know it. I can't help it. Oh, Bloom Hill, be my wife. Wow. We are going to do some cartoons now. We got we got the voice. Hey, Marky Mark and Rasputin the Frog, baby. I still have those sketches. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Well, when Blue Fez and I used to work together, anytime somebody would say something just out of, out of nowhere or just weird, he would just throw his thumb at him and go, magic helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's... Well, I think, well, I'll think of all the, the kids who were then introduced to, you know, opera, high opera. <laughs> the, yeah, through exactly. those cartoons, you know, the Barber of Seville. You know, <laughs> the bunny of Seville, yes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the that's rabbit right. of Seville, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think my, maybe my favorite episodes were the the ones I don't even remember. Well, they had the uh, uh, Mr. Obama bubble, you know, I will hug him and squeeze him and call him George. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then the uh, it was on Mars. I think it was a Marvin the Martian episode where they had this oh, like dear. a big hairy monster with like the, just the just the feet and the big eyes and and Bugs Bunny's doing his hair, you know, as like a maybe he's like also in a haunted castle with a witch, you know, and it's just he's just like this giant like extended cousin it, you know, with yeah. more expressive face, uh, just a wild imagination, but you know, still delightful, you know, all these years later. Yeah, well, I, th- I think with the you know, I was I felt fortunate because when my son was born uh, and just started getting to be about three or four years old, this was the the age of Cartoon Network, um, and there was a, a revolution. You mentioned Jendi Tartakovsky, uh, but there was a whole slew of uh, cartoons I was so grateful for because I'm like going, please don't make me watch Teletubbies, please don't make me watch, <laughs> you know, uh, Barney and all this other bullshit. But then we got you know, you mentioned Dexter's Lab, um, you've got. Uh, um, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, which I, mm, oh yeah, which I love because that was kind of like the uh, the Roseanne of uh, of cartoons because it took it to a trailer park and you know I mean this, yeah. it was not like this you know uh, Brady Bunch uh, ultimate kind of thing and it just had the weirdest drawings and and just, butter toast <laughs> you know <laughs> the um and then you had uh, what Johnny uh, Bravo Johnny Bravo yeah and then weird shit like cat dog. I mean, what the fuck was that yeah. about? And uh, right. yeah, and then uh, what was Courage the Cowardly Dog, which was just <laughs> that is weird and, and creepy as fuck. That's good stuff. It is, but I mean, we get to watch all that stuff, you know. And then uh, what was it, G- Jimmy Neutron? You know, I, yeah. You know, those those were so so well written uh, as well. Even though that was yeah. just, uh, what? I, I think Cat Dog might have been the inspiration for Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to be fed. You know, one way or another. It's yeah, yeah, but then we then we yeah. get to the Adult Swim, which is another a whole other thing, which is the late night version of that, which we then get uh, you know things like Frisky Dingo, which then that's the guy who did Archer, right? Um, and then we had uh, what was the one with uh, Frank and the fries and uh, oh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. What the fuck is up with that cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> I I watched it a few times, and I and that's exactly my. Th- my sentiments i'm just like i i just i don't even know what the, i'm not getting this or something it's just too weird, too weird. space ghost oh yeah oh, space oh, ghost. Yeah. ghost oh space ghost was great and birdman you know hercules birdman yeah we're talking about two different shows though like there was the original space ghost which i loved you know i mean that yeah. whole kind oh, of space yeah. opera but then his yeah. his his revisited uh tv show where they repurposed all that stuff well, Harvey Birdman. I mean, and that was brilliant. <laughs> all, of the, all of the, yeah, but I mean, you know, look at all of the, all the people he he represented. Yeah, it's great. You know, where did they all come from? Oh, I don't remember. It's been a while. Aren't they all Hanna Barbera cartoons? Yeah, there you go. How about uh, Johnny Quest? Speaking of Hanna Barbera, very racist. <laughs> Okay, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> I discovered Ooh. I didn't get into Johnny Quest because it was before my time when I was growing up, and it wasn't being shown on the television. I didn't actually watch it until I was in my thirties, and uh, I just I thought, oh my god, this cartoon's so awesome! This adventure it reminded me of like why I played GI Joe and the GI Joe action team. You know, all those things as a kid. I just thought, man, what an amazing cartoon! It was just yeah. the action and the mummy, and they have monsters, but it wasn't like silly like like Scooby Doo's. More serious adventure and, and action, which I thought was really awesome. 
That's right, Dr. Head, and not a woman to be found anywhere. <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, that's right. misogyny for this one episode. <laughs> Just men being men. That's right. Traveling with, with a, young boys. With a few boys of different color out in the jungle, their bodies gleaming with sweat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Patronizing killed our patriot. <laughs> hey, can we throw in maybe a couple of bits there about animation that you just can't stand? Because I've got one. Because it used to creep the hell out of me as a kid. Okay. Clutch cargo. What in the hell is oh, with the, the, who with thought the mouths? That, oh, who, yeah. who thought have... superimposing live lips over animated cells <laughs> was a good idea? Whoa, I've never seen it, but now I'm. Oh. They, there was a whole slew of these. You got to look it up. It's there was very little animation. It was usually these stills, these drawn stills. But instead of animating the mouth, they would just superimpose lips, actual live, human live lips mouth. on top. Yeah. Wow! It is the. I remember seeing that as a kid, and I'm like, I, I just couldn't stop staring at the lips. I couldn't get into it because I'm just so bothered by the fact that everything is hand drawn except for the lips. Uh, you know, hey. I, it's just my thing there. I couldn't, I could never get into it. Let it out, man. It's all right. This yeah. is why we're here. This is therapy. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah. Seriously, to piss me off. <laughs> I always thought it was pretty, pretty bizarre, too. Yeah. You know, because I saw him when I was relatively, you know, younger. And yeah, I went, wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now, being a horror host, I think that's a great way to do things. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I, I I will I will say though that uh, for a company I worked for, we were we used to do these um, uh, promotional uh, things for kids for like election year for teachers to to get them to teach them about you know the electoral process. And one year we did a clutch cargo style um, uh, election video, and I think the the you had to vote for your favorite monster. It was Frankenstein. Uh, who was uh, Frankenstein, a man of the people, um, Godzilla, and there was one other one, and we did a we did a debate video, clutch cargo style, which, <laughs> yeah, like I said, as an adult, it's a lot more fun <laughs> when we got a kick out of doing that. I, I was going back through early memories, like there were cartoons I didn't like, like Hong Kong Fooey and those kinds. Of, I just didn't. Oh, he was number one. Wait, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no. wait, wait, number one super guy. Hello, hello, I, police headquarters. I just, I just <laughs> didn't care for Hong Kong Fooey, but the yeah, one man that, huh? <laughs> it creeped me out. <laughs> uh, it was in the Merry Melodies way back. I think probably I'm going to say 30s when they did. They were doing and when they had a cartoon with like a yes. bookworm. Mm. Or a character like that that was like a it was a insect with a human face, <laughs> you know, yeah. that a spider. Would, I could feel the nausea building in my stomach, like watching it. Like it was this horrible, horrifying, you know, a combination of human features on an, on a on a grub worm or something like that, and I, it just freaked the shit out of me as a kid. I'm like, ah, I I I can't I can't watch these. And then, and there was the one with the buzzards with the the mother doting over her son she called him the little keeler you know and he's like gonna get out of bumblebee boy you know i, I hated the like oh just fuck that buzzard man just i hate that goddamn buzzard someone someone kill it please yeah anyway i've saved them so much money for my therapy did you hate, <laughs> did you hate jabber jaws too 
I, I didn't mind Jabber Jaws. He wasn't, you know, he was no speed buggy. I'll say that. <laughs> but or, he drove in a speed buggy. <laughs> or Grape Ape. Yeah. <laughs> what about Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Speed buggy, Chopper Bunch. The, there was the track pack. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, wacky races. <laughs> yep. All the oh, yeah. car, cars, car, car, car tunes. Yeah. Laugh Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, you go back to the Hanna Barbera stuff where uh, early on it was Space Ghost you talked about, you know, because that was kind of an adventure. But then there was the Herculoids, um, mm-hmm. and then there was uh, Dino Boy or whatever it was. Dino Boy, yeah. right? Um, and then uh, what was the other one that was uh, Thunder the Barbarian? Oh, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Well, and again, those those were both great because they had great production designers. You know, Alex Toth mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for most of those, and then for Thundar, I think Alex Toth worked with Jack Kirby um, to put that stuff together. Oh, I didn't discover Thundar until I was in my forties, so that was that was oh, really yeah. exciting to see that. And uh, I thought it was what an awesome show! So much yeah, it fun. was. It was good stuff. Oh, I was I was all into it because I created a sword like that, that that laser sword or whatever, um, in my one of my dungeons. And Professor Feathers, uh, <laughs> fighter, discovered it and still has it to this day. I think a laser sword. That's awesome. I know it was really kind of getting getting to the point where I wasn't watching cartoons as much, like in the eighties, uh, with like GI Joe. I never really watched G.I. Joe. Um, I kind of want to now. I don't know if I'd like it, but I, I did like Thundercats. Oh, yeah. I remember enjoying that. Was a, that was a fun cartoon. Was, that was good. Um, mostly because I had a you know, Mumra was a great villain. and But that was about the time where I just kind of stopped. I mean, I still liked Looney Tunes and stuff once in a while, but they were, they were showing fewer and fewer cartoons on Saturday mornings. And usually by that time, you know, I had stuff to do after school or you know, I just didn't come home and watch cartoons. Uh, I do now, you know. Thank God for Nickelodeon. But uh, you know. what's interesting yeah. is uh, Saturday morning cartoons is no longer a thing. You know, it hasn't been right. for quite some time. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, the um. So with uh, if we look at some more like adult kind of stuff, uh, I think heavy metal was like huge influence on. Oh that. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I even like the second one. I think the second one actually does it instead of being a compilation, it's just one big story that kind of continues from one of the stories, um, in the first one. But uh, heavy metal is one of those that I I would just like stay up until two o'clock in the morning to watch it on Showtime. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you want to see some boobies. I know. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's it. Well, and that was the best part is you're like on yeah, that's cool. Uh, because at that age, that was cool. Um, but that wasn't like even the driving force. You're like, there's just all this other great stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Stern. <laughs> yeah, creepy horror. I love the, the episode with the uh, the bomber crew. Yeah. And, and then the, the, the soundtrack. Uh, I mean, oh. that's the first time I heard Black Sabbath's Mob Rules. Dude, and I yeah. thought it was such a heavy song. And, this, you know, it worked well with the animation. Well, and it's got well, you've you've want to talk about soundtracks, you know. You've got the, you know, the, the sort of the hit version, but then you've got Elmer Bernstein doing the the orchestral stuff, and it's that wonderful war, you know. He's got that, you know, that the stuff that style that he, he lent to like Ghostbusters and stuff like that, which yeah. fits so perfectly because it's got this. It's like this animated Twilight Zone high fantasy. Oh, it's just yeah, heavy metal's great. 
Yeah, and the, just how they, they had the, the framing story, you know, with the little girl at home uh, with her dad who was an astronaut who flew in in a, like a <laughs> 1950s Thunderbird or something like that. You know, it's just like so just so bizarre and out there. Um, And then just all, yeah. if you go back and look at the who the voices were, I mean, there were just so many, like, big-time voices uh, in, in that movie. Um, that might have been, like, the, you know, one of the first was huge adult animations, like, other than, like, Fritz the Cat that I can recall because, you know, I mean, by this time, Japanese anime had been doing, you know, the hentai stuff, you know, for, for a long time, but this was the first mainstream American anime that I recall that had so much violence and blood and and sexuality. Oh, I I think it's actually Canadian if I remember correctly, because there's a lot of second city people. Yeah. yeah, We got John Candy. I think Joe Flaherty's in that Harold Ramis does a voice in there. Um, So can I stand corrected? Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's a there's a, a, a an animated woman that fucks a toaster in there. Come on. <laughs> what he does not know will not hurt him. <laughs> I think the only other thing that, uh, in terms of cartoons, that was uh, big for me was the the whole um, uh, kind of what was it the the franchise revolution, the marketing uh, merchandising revolution, which was uh, you know uh, He Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, Shira. Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff that was literally made so they could make toys. Yeah. Uh, and as cheesy as He Man is, I actually kind of enjoyed that, and I liked Shira as well. Oh yeah, she's pretty hot. Well, this is <laughs> to to be honest though, that was back when I was smoking a lot of pot. <laughs> Yesterday. How- Day before. (laughs) Pacing. Pacing, yes. (laughs) Yep. Filmation Studios. Oh, we could Yeah, He Man's come back. It's it's actually uh come back with a couple new comic book lines and same thing with uh, Thundercats. It has come back. It's a different anime style. It's more kind of a self reflexive and a little more comical, like what they did with like Teen Titans Go. Right, right. Uh, but those properties have come back. So I know there's a big backlash. You know, people who were fans of the Thundercats in the 80s don't like what they've done. And I get that. But they're not really making it for us, those you know, people in the 80s who might have been watching it. They're trying to get the properties out to a whole different demographic. Right. You know, well, I mean, really- do you remember? Uh, so I think like we were talking about how um, Looney Tunes went downhill. But I think they had a comeback with Animaniacs. I think. Oh had, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, there was all kinds of great writing, good drawing. You know, just yeah, it was uh, crazy cool stuff. Subversive humor. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like. Yeah, it, was, I, it was brilliant. Yeah, it's that Freakazoid. Freakazoid was another one I liked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of Invader Zim. You know, I mean, there's uh, Fairly Odd Parents was pretty cool. Yes, you know? Fairly Odd Parents is yeah. so funny. It's oh. a, it reminds you of Powerpuff Girls in that it's very witty, very fast. And if you it's, haven't seen yeah. them, or if you haven't seen them in a while, go back and watch the Beetlejuice cartoon. Oh yes, yeah, yeah that's good. Really good, yeah. Yeah, those were good. Yeah, the um, yeah. and then what was what was the other one that uh, kind of had a renaissance? Oh, the Adam's uh, no. Family cartoon was similar. No, I think uh, one of the things that changed the game for a lot of cartoons was Batman. Mm. Uh, the animated the, series. Yeah, the animated yeah. series, the Bruce yes. Timm. 
Yeah, those first couple seasons were so dark, and and it reminded me of of Fleischer in a way, how lush it, it looked and how the, the the overall design of the animation was right. gorgeous. Yeah. It changed when they brought when the Superman animation came out. That yep. was a lot more bright and you know different, cleaner looking. It wasn't as as, as I guess it looked a little uh, less detailed and involved. And then the Batman adopted or ad- adapted changed over to more of the superman look yeah. so they they were more you know which i thought was a, a bad a bad stroke for the batman series but those are both great series what and so well, i think a, that, go ahead oh, go ahead i was just going to say the justice league and the justice league unlimited especially yeah they phenomenal stuff yeah just yeah amazing well i think uh, the some of the the changes were uh, brought about by um, production cost. Uh, Bruce Tim, uh, the uh, showrunner, designer for the animated series, um, they they needed to, you know, when they started doing the Superman the animated, they started working up Superman the animated series, they had to streamline it a little bit because, you know, while, like you said, those first couple seasons are really lush and beautiful. They were expensive to produce and they needed to simplify it a little bit. So, Bruce Tim went in and kind of refined his style down in the animated Superman, the animated series. And then that jumped over to the Batman, the animated series, and then mm. went through um, to the justice league. But I got a chance to, to meet Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, who were a couple of the writers on the animated series. And it was interesting listening to them talk about writing for the show. They both came from Hanna-Barbera. They actually wrote, episodes of the of uh, super friends and they talked about how they wish they could do this or they want to do that but they couldn't because there were so many standards for children's uh, programming in the 70s on saturday morning and it was interesting because they talked about an episode where they worked in batman's origin in the super friends and i was like i don't remember that and yeah. sure enough, I, I looked it up, and yeah, it's in there. They they kind of toned it down, but they talked about how much of a challenge that was, and they said that if they ever got a chance to do this right, they would do it. Then, you know, they got their chance with the animated series, and that's that's what we got. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's, in many you know, many eyes, it's the definitive version of Batman, at least in my opinion, as I've, I've always, when I when I think of Bat, the character Batman, I, I just point to the animated series and go, this is pretty much where it is batman for me it's it's not uh not some of the uh, the like the frank miller i'm the goddamn batman <laughs> no sorry i i prefer the bruce tim paul dean or paul dini or the Burnett full type. frontal batman from uh, batman damned <laughs> oh i see no i i really like uh um was it, uh, all-star batman that's where that i'm the goddamn batman he keeps saying that when I think that's the thing about the All Star ba- Batman comic, not to get too far off, but is it is poking fun at all that stuff. Yeah, I mean he makes a uh, uh, Hal Jordan, uh, the Green Lantern, to be a complete idiot, you know, um, in that series and stuff. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that series. Thought it was really funny. Going switching over to Marvel, did I really liked the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Yes, very I think, good. Which was around in the nineties, and because the characters look like. And sounded like they were the characters. There was a lot of humor, uh, but a lot of action involved as well, you know. And they had Wasp, and they had uh, Ant Man, and uh, all these different 
but not only they had Ant-Man, but they definitely had Wasp and Hulk, you know, all the all the main characters. And I liked it a lot less when they came, they had another animated series that came out after the first Avengers movie. Uh, I forget one, what that was called, Earths. Uh, it was just Avengers, something else, but the, the characters took on the look of the, the what the suits looked like in the motion pictures and then the tone got more serious it was a little more grim and it, it kind of lost the cartoon element of it almost like the marvel's um ultimates does for me a little bit it's like a little too serious and takes away some of the escapist element that their regular comic books had for me mm-hmm. yeah. all right well i think we're uh, we're a little over an hour here we could probably go on and on about cartoons <laughs> Good. We could split this up into two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've got we... a I've got a final one before we go. Okay, Doctor Tar. Yes. <clears throat> what was the What was this is This is a question for Doctor Tar. What was the the TV show you told me about it? It's been on for a long time. It's it's an uh, stop motion. Was it robot? Yes, chicken? robot chicken. Robot chicken. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, good stuff. But Doc, yeah. Dr. Tar turned me on to that, and I thought that was good. But that, and then that brings me to my final pick, um, something that's influenced me and, and kept with me for a, a few years now. There's this really brilliant team of filmmakers, and they, they, they do a lot of short stuff. And this is a shorter, shorter thing that they did. Um, they're called uh, uh, Sean Kennedy and Eric Burris. And they did this thing uh, for, uh, produced by Morton Dom. And they did this thing called uh, um, Tar. What, what, what was it called? Family the Guy. Geeks? Uh, <laughs> Geeks, Geeks on Morphine. That's what it's called. <laughs> Geeks on Morphine. And these guys were brilliant. They spent hours and hours putting this together. And the final product, and there's two of them. There's the Half geek. hours. There's two, there's there's two there's two geeks um, uh, shots. One is of the geek do, doing his fix, and the other one is of him passed out. And it's just because in chicken eating. I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was that's a special animation for me. And <laughs> so there you go, motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I said. I thought you were going to bring up Family Guy or Bob the Burger. No, I was talking about something. I was talking about something that meant something to me. Oh, there you go. As opposed to the now, you can, now you can now you can leave. Now we can. Get, now we're done. I've been waiting here for a goddamn hour, guys, to get to my cartoon. Tar, any uh, last cartoons you'd like to talk about? Tartoons. Hmm. Yeah. Go explore. There's so much out there. There really is. I mean, just like anybody remember Puppetunes? Yep. From like, I'm talking about like, yeah, when you get up before your mom and dad do and the, uh, you know, the, what, what, what do I say on the TV when they come back on, you know, you still see the test screen. And also and the test pattern. Yeah. The test pattern would come up and then the next thing you'd see were these whatever cartoons they had laying around in the studio. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd have like uh, Patches and Pockets or uh, Uncle Ben. Oh, oh I remember those. Yeah. Patches and Pockets. Holy or, crap. Or Jot. Anybody remember Jot? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I Jot. I so hated them. 
Oh my god. And Gumby and then uh was it Davy? Davy and Goliath? Oh Davy. Oh, Davy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't kill anybody today, Davy. I'm killing them all. Yeah. <laughs> my dog's talking to me. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> all right, that's gonna take us out of here. You guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah, you guys wanna watch me take a dump? Say Doctor Guitar. Okay, is this is Professor Feather? <laughs> Do them all. Thank you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's all right. I got you. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome. This is the Midnight Again Fly. This is Dr. Head. And this is the Magic Fez. <laughs> and you are listening to Unsane Radio. 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 Where can you find us? Everywhere. UnsaneRadio.com Facebook Unsane Radio, Radio Unsane Twitter, Tarn Feather, TarnFeather.com. We Freaks, Facebook. Facebook. Mark Justice Writer. Facebook. Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Somebody please fucking write us. <laughs>